to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the block on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, very excited to be with you uh, as uh, as we get things going here for the week. Uh, obviously, I can't wait for a shootout with Strick, which is around the corner, because Strick didn't miss a question yesterday. We'll see if he can continue the perfect week. Throw the perfect game, and then on Thursday, we'll just not do it on Friday. We'll pull you from the perfect game like Clayton Kershaw from a couple of days so ago. Then, so then all I got to <laughs> do is win two out of three then. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be a little bit easier for you. Uh, I did want to get to this because we do – uh, you know, we we uh, prepare and we get these topics put together, and, and we, we we like to get things uh, you know our homework in, so we know what we're talking about. Um, but if you guys ever want to hijack the show, go ahead, just ask us a question, and we'll get to it. Uh, Russ off of YouTube asks, "Will Nebraska make the tournament next season?" Uh, Strick, I, I think talking basketball there. Um, what is your early projections? Obviously, the roster is not all the way put together. Um, do you think that that would be fair as a as a projection at this point? I would say I would say maybe the NIT. Yeah. I, I think they'll play better. I think they'll win more games. Um, I would say there's still a lot of uncertainty. I mean, there's still some coaching changes. We still don't know fully what their their coaching makeup's going to be. Uh, the team still fully isn't set. They you know they've made some adjustments in the transfer portal. They're bringing some guys in. We just don't know. I mean, when you're bringing a new point guard in. Um, as they did with the last one, you just don't know how that they're going to fit into the system. Are they going to be able to make it work? You're losing your, your best score. Who's going to step up and fill that void. So you've got a lot of uncertainties that I can't say at this point in time that that would be the case. I would like to see and evaluate definitely the early parts of their exhibition season, as well as, I mean, the exhibition don't really tell you much. Yeah. But that Colorado really game sure into... tricked us last year, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because Colorado's pretty good. I yeah. mean, they're, 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 they're going to be solid. Um, but I also, you know, I, I need to see how they play against Creighton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that tells me a lot. When it's it, a good when, measuring when, stick. Yeah, it's a great measuring stick for me, and they always play them early. So, I, you know, I, I like to see how they play against Creighton. And if they get spanked by Creighton, then I, I I can see there's going to be some more spankings down the road. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen, and I, I haven't seen anything. You know, there's a lot of questions after the season about who would stay uh, and who wouldn't, and we've seen some of those guys, uh, you know, Keon Edwards and Edward or Andre and, and, and guys like that hit the transfer portal. But I still haven't seen um, anything of, as far as Trey McGowan's, uh, you know, or Lat May and, and their decisions. We know Derek Walker is coming back, um, but the, certainly would help well, some continuity. We, we know we know they're active. We know, I mean, we know Nebraska's active in the portal still. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, if, yeah. they, if, if they don't make a decision, there ain't going to be no decision to be made. It's going to be a spot. <laughs> yeah, they got to cover themselves. You have a conversation. Yeah, you got to have a conversation. I, and so I don't know if those conversations are being made. I said, uh, uh, I, I thought Derek Walker would, would be back. I didn't know. I thought Trey was maybe 50, maybe uh, 40, 60. And then I, I to be honest, I, I didn't. I ain't got no problem with that. I like like him right. as a person. I just didn't think he brought as much that I would have liked to have seen him bring to the table to keep him for another year mm-hmm. at this point. So I, I I thought you'd you know you'd maybe say a little piece to to Lat and you know definitely you could use Trey and what he brings to the table. Um, I think he needed to expand his game before he 
proceeds to the next level, but he may be okay with going overseas. I don't think the NBA would work for him. G League may be a a, a landing spot for him, but um, I think Derek has an, a, a, an ability to increase the areas of his game that are important. And here's why I say that: you look, you just look at the playoff teams right now. You look at those big men. You look at DeAndre Ayton, for example. Look at DeAndre Ayton's game two years ago. He could barely shoot a jumper. He was all defense and inside, and he he's hit some threes. You know what I mean? So I need to see Derek Walker extend his range if he's going to have any shot, especially at his size at the next level. There's you know he's not Draymond Green, so let's right. let's be real. I think he has the ability. I think he moves his feet. He's got great hands, but he's not he's not Draymond Green. So he's going to have to be able to extend the floor and and stretch the floor, i.e. Max Kleber. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. From the map. He's like that same size, i.e. Isaiah Roby. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're going to have to do stuff like that. Yeah, and it's kind of fascinating. As, we, as we're on the topic, maybe we should uh, just kind of continue with some of those things uh, because, you know, you mentioned Trey McGowan's, and obviously what he brings to you is his, his on-ball defense. Uh, kind of a historic moment the other day where Marcus Smart was named uh, Defensive Player of the Year, only historic in that uh, it has been a, 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 an award for big men. All the way back to uh, the 96-97 season when the glove, Gary Payton, one of the best defenders ever won it. He was the first um, perimeter player to win that award. Would you say Marcus Smart is the best perimeter defender? Sure? Uh, Michael Jordan won it. I'd have to go, uh, double check. I think it was, uh, the last one was Gary Payton. Um, well, the last one. Well, the last one, yeah. Because well, Jordan well, might have won those that, earlier yeah. in his career. Yeah. Um, but, okay. uh, yeah, so. Yeah, okay, the last one. Okay. Because it's it's just trans it's just become a big man's award. You know, Rudy Gobert's got like three of those in his closet and and well deserved. I mean, you, you love the rim protectors, they certainly bring a lot to you, but it just seems like the perimeter players have been overlooked. Um do you feel like Marcus Smart is uh as good of a, of a defender? You know, do you think that this this streak should have been broken with Marcus Smart? Do you think he's one of the better perimeter defenders you've seen in quite some time? I, I would venture to say that I would have thought that Ron Artest, uh, a.k.a. Meta World Peace, should have been one of those because he was a tremendous – matter of fact, the Lakers, I think, won that championship because of what he was able to bring defensively to that team. It's just toughness, um, his defense, and his abilities to guard and cover, and, and obviously Paul Pierce was one of his assignments. So, um yeah. That that I would say he's on par. He's long. He's strong. He's physical. Uh, he's a dog. All of those. I and and so listen. I like I like Mark Smart, and I'm I'm proud that he was able to uh, get the award because he is good. He's that good. Um, he's a tremendous on ball defender, and he he basically does all the stuff I do. Like if we would have had the 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 way that they track it today, there. I'd probably have the record for charges in the season. Oh yeah, he's he's one of those guys. Uh, yeah. He's one of those type of guys. And what what people don't understand, those 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 are changes of possession. Those are added possessions, you know, those little things that you're doing and getting hands and balls and deflections and you know all of those different things. Uh, matter of fact, I think I sent you a game um where I was I was playing against uh Tracy McGrady and and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, Vince Carter. I was guarding Vince Carter. And if you if you tracked 
that game. We ended up winning, but you track it. He still had 20, but he didn't have 20 on Stricky. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the ones that were important were the ones where we got stops, and I got stops on him to make sure we secured rebounds and enabled us to secure the game. So those are important, and that's what Marcus Smart does. You know what I'm saying? You're getting those key stops when it's important. And the game today is so free and so lax, And but you're seeing it. You're seeing the old elements of the game in, in the series between Milwaukee and Chicago. Those are, those are defensive juggernaut battles, and that's why those games are, aren't getting to 100 because they're both getting after each other defensively, right? Yeah. And that's why though both of those games have been under 100 points. That's why I think that if they had been at full strength, they might have been a little bit better. I think they needed a little front court help. Missing ball hurts because he's one of those oh, yeah. other type of guys on the defensive end. Um, but – uh, I think that's what Milwaukee is going to give people trouble with because they have the ability to battle the Boston in that same manner. And to clear, but they got Giannis, and I don't know if there's anybody they got on their team that can handle. I don't care. I love Harford, but I don't think Harford can handle Giannis. Yeah, that, that's a, that's pretty much a mismatch for everybody in the league. <laughs> it's, it's pretty rough there. Um, to clarify, what I was uh, some of the, the the defensive play of the year award stuff is that it's the first point guard or shooting guard, I should say, to win the award yeah. since then. Because yeah. Ron Artest did win uh, in two thousand three. Um, Quite Leonard, I guess you, you would consider him more of a perimeter defender than an in-the-paint type of uh, banger type of dude. He was in the uh, – he won back-to-back, um, but uh, Marcus Smart's the first one as far as a point guard or shooting guard, guard. since Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah just a guard. That's beautiful. Yeah, 95-96. Yeah. That's uh, 95, yeah. And uh, as to what you're saying, Michael Jordan would go back to his, his last Defensive Player of the Year award was in 1988. Um, so uh, – and I believe that was his only one. But uh, in any case uh, – add that to his resume <laughs> as, as we all know a pretty good one um let's take a quick break here uh, it is that time of the day it is time uh for you to call in 402-464-5685 first one to do so we'll have a chance to win 15 dollars to buffalo wings and rings all you have to do is beat strick in a shootout uh it's our game show you know four questions either or and then the fifth question is the money ball and strick did not miss a question uh last week so we'll see if we are last yesterday i should say so we'll see if we can stump him and give you guys a little bit better of a chance call right now 402-464-5685 shootout with strick is next 